Yo, 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 yo. We back for episode two of what we talking about podcast. Uh, with I'm Ryan Alexander again, your co-host, and uh, alongside me is the other co-host, Eric Wheeler. How we doing today, Eric? What's up? What's up? How's everybody doing? Good, good. Hump day, hump day. Uh, we got a good guest on with us today. Last week we had Joey Brenner. This week another Port Clinton alum. He was a year older than Eric and I, though. Class of 2015. Boo. But uh. Hell of a guy, hell of a teacher, hell of a coach. Give it up for Andrew Klein. Clap, clap, clap. Hey, what up, what up, what up? <laughs> How's it going, Andrew? Hey, it's going good, guys. How you doing? Good. Good, man. So you want, uh, you're a history teacher, right? History teacher, yes, sir. Yes, sir, yes, sir. You on summer break now? Summer break, finally, man. This is a long year. Oh, hell yeah. It probably feels good. Kind of, it was it was probably kind of like, I mean, I, they they still had to wear masks and the kids. Uh, like we had like it, like some issues where kids like you know, they might have tested positive or whatever, so they had to be in masks for like a couple days. But it was this is like the first normal year in like two years. So that's all I was gonna say. Yeah. It's not like you you have many years of teaching anyway. So right. half your half of what you've gone through now is has been COVID. So it's like. Yeah. Right. Weird, weird, just a weird time that was. Especially getting started, man. Cause, I mean, like I knew kind of what you know schools were like before, obviously, but not in the teaching aspect. And then I start teaching, and it's just all hell yeah. broke loose. Yeah. Give me two seconds. Hello. Yeah. Can you bring a fork upstairs? My uh, I need a fork. <laughs> All right, well, be quiet. The podcast is going. I'll, uh, yeah, okay, thank you, bye. Yeah, you might have to edit out whatever Chris says. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so what, what, we, what are we doing today, Eric? What are we talking about on this episode? All right, so I figured we'd start with some uh, Game 6 stuff for that's tomorrow, correct? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tomorrow night. See, see what we all think there. Maybe touch on the Browns and Baker because it seems like that's starting to heat up a little bit. Yes, sir. Um, Get some questions to Andrew, talk about his fandom, how it happened, why it happened, who his favorite teams are, Hell yeah. stuff like that. And then I got a little game for us to play at the end of the podcast. Oh, shit. All right, all right, all right. So uh, we got game six tomorrow in Boston. Uh, like we said last episode, um, Warriors went up 3-2 in that series. Thank you. Um, sorry. Uh, Warriors went th- up 3-2 in that series, and Steph didn't even have a good game. So that's a little concerning for Boston, because Tatum did have actually a pretty decent game for once, and they still lost by double figures with Steph struggling. So, but I mean, every time Boston loses, they come back on fire the next game. I mean, I guess they just lost two straight. But, I mean, every other playoff game this year, they- they've came back. And I'm pretty like I think their average win after a loss in the playoffs is 14. So they like yeah, that's, that's insane. That's yeah, insane. They like, they like kick the shit out of teams after they lose. So and it's in Boston. Down. We got to factor that. And it's in Boston. They got to factor that in. Boston. Yeah, they they ain't gonna back down. I mean, they're young, but they've. I remember when you know the Cavs with LeBron. They 
Well, I don't even know how old Tatum was. Nineteen twenty, and Jalen Brown was twenty twenty one, and they took LeBron to seven. I know LeBron's mm-hmm. forecast was not great, but they've been there. So I think if I had to pick, I think Boston's going to get the win. And I hope they do because I'd love to see a Game 7 back at the Chase Center. That would be the first Game game 7 in the finals uh, since, I think, Cavs-Warriors. What it? Wow. The, K, the KD series, right? No, 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 no. No, no, no. The one the Cavs won. Cause the next, oh, okay, so, okay. So oh, the Cavs series went 5-4. And, and then Toronto and Warriors went 6. Mm-hmm. Was after oh Lakers Heat went six and then um last year Bucks, Bucks uh, Suns went six so yeah and back to back game sevens six wow. years apart yeah. back in San Fran new arena but I don't know see it's, 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 it's been a physical series what it's been a physical series like oh, yeah. oh, you, got, you got two great defensive teams going at it in the finals yeah. right now like. That's something going into the finals. I know me, Ryan, and Joey, me, or me, me, you, and Joey, Ryan, kind of touched on this last episode talking about, like, defense, when it, how important it is in the finals. But uh, it seems like coming into it, everyone talked about how good, like, Boston's defense was, but Golden State is right behind them, you know? Like, no, they're not bad that, defensively. Yeah, uh, I think Joey said it last podcast, oh, Warriors actually – we're a better defensive team based off stats this year than Boston. In the regular but, season, right? In the regular yeah, season. Yeah, but Boston yeah. also started off like 20 and 22. Mm-hmm. And then after the All-Star break, they had the, easily the best record in the NBA since the All-Star break. And that's when their defense ramped up. So They do have a first-year head coach too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that, so that could make sense for the slow start yeah, kind impressive. of at the beginning of the season. He took over from Brad Stevens last year. and Yeah, he yep. Very impressive. Very impressed. I didn't know if you, if I mean, you guys knew. Go ahead. I didn't know if you guys knew the stat. I saw this. It was Draymond Green, 24 fouls and 25 points in the, in, in the finals this year. Like this year. Right? That's, like that's stupid. That's, I mean, like, did you, go ahead. You can't, you can't think of another player who would be do that besides Draymond, too. No. <laughs> like, I was sitting watching uh, game five. And like literally, probably the first minute, he had already got a personal foul. Then yeah. he picked up that. It was, the first possession. it was the first possession. He already got a personal foul, and I'm like, this it's gonna be a bloodbath by the end of the game. Yep. The thing that cracks me up about Draymond is Ryan. I remember back when the Cavs were playing the Warriors in the finals for those couple of years, and I remember every time we saw Draymond, we hated him, like oh, absolutely yeah. hated oh, yeah. him. But every time it was like, well, we would love him if we had a guy like that or had him on our team. He'd be loved by everyone, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just always think it's funny with Draymond because it's like, I mean, don't get me wrong, he gets a lot of hate because he plays for Golden State. Like, if he was on your own team, he'd probably, you'd probably oh, love him. Dude, I would, I mean. Oh, 100%, I agree. There's players like that in basketball. There's players like, like that in football. You mm-hmm. hate, you just hate watching them on your screen play against your team. They yeah. piss you off. I mean, pretty much because they're good, but in other ways too, like Patrick Beverly. He's a guy I would not mind on my team, yep. but playing against, watching LeBron and you know everyone else play hell. against him, it's like, as hell. God. there's like there's like guys that in the NFL as well too, MLB, all that. But yep. Uh yeah, so uh, 
I got Boston game six, and I'll maybe make a game seven prediction next podcast. Um, if Boston. Oh, you want to wait? Yeah. But uh, Eric, let's uh, swing over to the Browns and Baker Mayfield. Hopefully traded talk. Okay, so it looks like the deal is. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say it gets done before uh, training camp kicks in, which would be about two weeks. Camp? I think it's about two weeks right now away. Okay. Okay. I'm not exactly sure. I should have written it down, but I'm just. I don't know. This. I don't think this trade has actually taken longer than the front offices thought. I think they knew as soon as they traded for Watson that this was gonna be a long, long process. And now it seems like they're just down to the money, like how much we'll eat. You know what I mean? Okay. So that's and that's that's what it's been about ever since. Because you, I mean, I don't care. Like you know, I've Ryan me and you have talked a lot of shit about Baker over the last year, but you still can't tell me he's not a starter in the NFL. Like he is, he absolutely is. He he deserves a place somewhere. No, yeah, so I, know, I know. You know, calls are happening. It's just no one wants to pay eighteen million for him, and especially for one win. year. You can't blame a team for not wanting to either. Yep. That's the thing. What What's your but, take on the Baker Mayfield uh, situation, Andy? Just all of it. Just Sean Watson getting him kind of, you know, takes Cleveland to their first playoff game and wins against the rival, of course, and then just kind of struggled the next two. What was that? Two, oh, no, just th- last year. Yeah, yeah, two years so ago was a Pittsburgh one, man. Two years ago so, was a playoff so what's, your, what's your take on that whole situation, Andy? I think it was kind of – so, like, 2020 was, like, a really – obviously a good year for the Browns. Um, I think 2021, they were kind of cursed with a lot of issues. Um, you know, injuries, including Bakers, mm-hmm. um, that didn't help you know, him. And then they also kept playing, which I think a lot of times, a lot of those guys, what they do is they think, oh, hey, if I play through this injury, you know, the, the, the front office will, like, you know, throw me a bone. When it comes to contract time, well, I don't think it necessarily works that way with all guys, especially a guy like him who, to be quite frank, I mean, he's not he's not a top five quarterback. I mean, everyone knows that, yeah. you know, if he's not he's not your franchise. If he's the brand, the Browns franchise guy because of their system. If he's a system quarterback. Yes, um, exactly. I mean, I just think, you know, in 2020, I think the system worked because all the pieces were there. and They were all moving like correctly where in 2021 well, yeah. you know they're you know, he, he his completion completion percentage was about the same yeah. but but yardage and obviously touchdown touchdown to interception ratio was worse um well, you know a big part of that too was uh i mean i know that we noticed i know you guys noticed because we talked about it but it was almost like insane to see because i've never seen team stacked the box the way they did against the Browns last year, which goes to show you what other teams think about Baker Mayfield playing quarterback. It worked in 2020 because Kevin Stefanski and Baker have never worked together before. So it was like, all right, you know, it's fresh. It's new. People don't know what to expect. You got Nick Chubb, you got Baker. And By Baker, far the best and, you've seen Baker. And, and Baker, Baker was and a Heisman even, in college and it was a gun. Yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, and Baker, and even in that season, like we didn't see Baker turn on to what the last eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And then the Pittsburgh game in the playoffs isn't like I'm I'm not even shitting on him. I'm just saying like it's not like he had a whole season where he was great. It's like he had a second half of the season where he was really good. And his rookie deal and his rookie year really excited every all Yeah, oh yeah, season. especially especially with what he was working with, you know what I mean? Of course, yeah. I don't know a whole lot about it, but it almost seems as though they didn't really uh, schematically didn't really 
change anything from 2020 to 2021. I feel like they just kind of like copy and pasted it a little bit and they're like, okay, this is what worked last year. Let's just ride with it. And obviously like you're saying, when you stack the box and, and bring pressure, like you know, teams did to him. I mean, you just, it's, you can't, you can't just, you can't hand the ball off, you know, you gotta be able to read the defense the game and say, okay, well, yeah. we'll have Baker throw it five and call it a yeah. day. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to be able to read the defense in those situations, right. man. I mean, we all saw his reads. He just, I think that injury, because like I said, like we all agree Baker's not as bad as he played last year. Absolutely not. No. But like once he hurt that shoulder, man, his confidence went down. Then the ankle came in and it's like he doubted every throw he made. He looked yeah, up you, open people. You, you could just see him, how jittery he was in the pocket. Mm-hmm. If he was back there for like three and th- going on three seconds, he started getting happy feet. It was getting frustrating to watch just because, like, especially seeing those damn replays when the receiver's wide open. It's just like, I know it's not that easy, but, like, hit the guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, not nah, just the interceptions. Like, going to that, Eric, when we went to that Lions game, and yeah. you went, too. Yeah. All yeah. We all went together. When we went to that Lions game, that was, like, depressing, and they won. Yeah. We left yeah, well, depressed because Baker old, got outplayed old, by depressing Tim Allen or something like that. Tim Allen. Yeah. That's an yeah. actor. Oh, yeah. But I don't <laughs> know, man. I, just, <laughs> I got bad I mean, news. Not about the Browns, but this is my fourth monster of the day. <laughs> yeah. That's insulin you've been pumping into your system. Hey. If it wasn't for diabetes, well, I shouldn't drink four, I guess, for diabetes, but uh, they keep me going. <laughs> this isn't a monster <laughs> ad, by the way. <laughs> All right, and then let's just wrap up this Baker talk so we kind of yeah. move on, because I know we're going to have this conversation again when he does get traded or cut, whatever happens. I know we'll talk to about it again. Um, really, my prediction or what I've heard and seen on, like, Twitter and, you know, through other podcasts is no higher than a fourth-round pick. And we're probably in ten to twelve million dollars of the cap of his eighteen million dollar well, contract. Hey, at least we aren't paying Deshaun Watson nothing but a million this year. I guess you could yeah. look like that. Even yeah. though this was supposed to be a year for like, okay, good, we only have to pay him that. But I mean, yeah, if you're QB between those two, you're only paying eleven million for the year. I'll take that. Yeah, and if fourth rounder too, like whatever. Now, real quick, it, it, so let's just say Deshaun is – let's just say he's out for half the season. Mm-hmm. What's, what is the – what's your guys' prediction on the record? So, I'm going to say anything under eight, – eight or under, they're comfortable with Jacoby Brissett. Anything that gets up close to, like, ten or a whole season, they're I think that's when you're going to see guys like Jimmy G come into play. Um, Jimmy yeah. Jesus is the best example I yeah, got other, right other now. No, but I mean, I know what you're trying to say is like they're gonna be. I yeah. mean, they're like it's gonna be a quarterback like. But if it's eight games, I feel like they might just let Brissett. Like, let's see. You know what I mean? How swaggy mm. would it be if the Browns called uh, Baltimore's backup quarterback Todd Hudley or whatever his name is? He was yeah, a they dog. They ain't trading year, to us. Bro. They ain't not gonna trade. He was him a here. dog. Yeah. He's only like 24, too. He's super young. Super yeah, I young. I don't think about him, and I watched him a few times. I'm like, I think oh, he, this kid's actually pretty damn good. I think he <laughs> played at Utah. I want to say he played at Utah, I think. Hey, they can get a Super Bowl champion. Who's that? Nick Foles? Nick. Nick. Hey, hey, are we <laughs> going are we, are we go, go poach uh, Gardner Minshew off the Eagles? Hey, he, yeah, he's That's a winner. 
Hey, I would love I would love to Sounds watch like that the old AJ McCarron talk. Hey, I I did I get a jersey, a Browns jersey with Gardner Minshew because that's like he is like he's the definition of Browns. Oh, dude, yeah. could you imagine him in Cleveland? He'd fit in so well with like yeah, just some people at Cleveland. People would love him. No doubt. But yeah, anything that's eight games or under, I say that they like Jacoby ride. Anything longer than that, I think they'll try to bring in another quarterback. I could see that. Yeah, I agree. That make that that make that makes makes the most sense to me. I think. Yeah, and then just uh, two more things on the Browns. Um, I still think there's a trade coming with the running backs, just because we have five running backs, almost six on the roster right now, because we have Chubb, Cream Hunt. Those are one and two. You know, Dearness Johnson, Jerome Ford, who they just drafted this year, and D- Demetric Felton. And you know, Jerome Ford is going to make the team. I'm assuming Felton will because. Even though he didn't get a lot of touches last year, I think they still liked what they saw because he still had like sprouts. And then I think he was a fourth round pick, maybe, maybe a third last. Like he was a high draft pick. So I think it's probably gonna be Darren Johnson. I bet he gets dealt during training camp to somebody who needs a running back, just because he'll. He, I mean, his value is he'll be great value because he can be a number two or even a starter on some teams in the NFL. And then uh, the last thing is, I'd be really, really surprised if we didn't sign a receiver of some sort before the season started, like a veteran, like well, four makes sense, obviously, but just guys like that, just because our receiver room, I mean, knock on wood, something happened to Omari, like we're back square one with Diamond Peoples Jones is your one and Anthony Schwartz is your two. And I know you got David Bell and stuff, but you still got to see. You know? But besides that, that's all, I mean, that's really it. There's not much news right now, of course, with all the Watts and stuff, but I don't know, that's getting so exhausting, man. It's not even worth it to talk about it right now. You know I mean? There, there's, I mean, there were rumors that kind of, kind of quiet now, but about uh, Odell. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Have you heard anything? I think the Rams. So I know it sounds ridiculous, but the Rams, with all the extensions they made, actually saved more money for this season. So I think, like, you can, and like then uh, there was a story that came out of Sean McVay had his wedding a couple weeks ago, and Odell was at his wedding. And I guess, like, Odell told him, like, oh, I came to your wedding. That means you guys signed back. And I guess Odell, like, crashed his wedding. Like, he wasn't invited, but he came anyway. And Sean McVay told him, like, no, you crashed my wedding. Now you got to sign back. So, I mean, it's – I would be surprised if it was anywhere but the Rams. And then, yeah. obviously, like, the Packers still going to have some interest because right. Alan Lazard and Christian Watson, the rookie they drafted. I, just know I would be surprised players. if he came back to Cleveland just because he's not going to play till December, too. You know what I mean? Like, right. he's still got a long time to go. Just yeah. so I think it's the Rams still. Mm. Yeah. If I had to guess a team, I'd definitely pick the Rams. I've been seeing a few things just on Twitter and Instagram about him to the Saints. And I'm like, I mean, that'd be sweet to see him and Jarvis in New Orleans together. But maybe loaded. Uh, I don't know if Winston. I mean, Winston probably go crazy. He'd probably get 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions again. Yeah. Yeah. Just. <laughs> That's a lot to put into your receiver room, though, man. That's a hey, lot. I mean, yeah, and OBJ can't barely play this year. So. And they drafted Olave. Like, you don't want OBJ to oh, take his snaps. Yeah. And you got Michael Thomas I coming forgot back, they drafted finally. Olave. Yeah, damn, never mind. They, yeah, they I mean, and, and yeah. pay, paying people-wise, I mean, they're, I mean, they got Kareem. They got Michael Thomas. Um, I mean, their, their cap space is going to be limited if they do I mean, that. No, I, I thought they were going to be one of the teams interested in Baker. Honestly, I thought it made sense. Although oh, Winston did, Winston played well last year. He just yeah. he got hurt. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But the games he played in, he balled. I mean, right. not yardage wise, but touchdown wise. So 
maybe he is a guy, which would be fun to see. I like James Winston. I think he's just fun to watch. But, yeah, I don't know. I'd say I'd be really surprised if OBJ wasn't the Rams. Like, really surprised at this point. Damn. Just because he's, he's waited this long. Usually when you wait this long, your chances of going back to the team you left are increased because that's where the interest is. You know what I mean? Is there any other Browns things you want to talk about, Eric, or are you wrapping up there? No, that's pretty much it. Let's hope Baker deal deal gets done, and then the next time we can jump a little bit deeper into that and say our thank yous because he does deserve some praise for Cleveland. Uh You know what I mean? So let's hope hope that happens soon and we can touch back on it. And I know we'll talk a bunch of Browns coming up just because. We were all so pumped when we drafted him. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll always respect the hell out of him. I think he did what you, kind of what you wanted. I mean, obviously you want more out of him, but I think just kind of the way the cards fell. I mean, it's just the way it is now. But yeah. I think he, you know, he he got us to where we wanted to be. I mean, we're we're contenders. I mean, even yeah. with everything going on last year, we were contender up until the end. You know what I mean? And he embraced Cleveland like he truly did. He embraced yeah. the city for what it oh, was. Oh yeah, you know? he, yeah. Which is one of the biggest things we didn't see previous quarterbacks do. Like he actually right. gave a shit about the city, which was cool. So. Yeah. So, Andy, I got a question for you. I, I was thinking of because I wanted a good question for you, okay. but I, I didn't know exactly what to do, so I thought of it recently. Dude. Ready? Yeah. Do you think uh, the government killed JFK, history teacher? The government. I, I'm not a big conspiracy guy. Damn. Probably, probably the wrong guy to ask. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, it's all about like, oh, you know, where did he get shot from? Okay, like, there's always different conspiracies: the grassy knoll or the books deposit, the books deposit, or whatever. I, I don't know. Yeah. He got shot. You know what I mean? Like, it sucks. I, had to think I wish I, had, I wish I had a better answer. I wish I had to think of a history question that would. Now I do. Th- I, now I'm not gonna get too much into it, but I do think that had something to do with the extension of the Vietnam War. Shit, like, yeah, from was, left field. All right. Yeah, I think, I think because because there wasn't a like, they had to go like it was kind of like a smokescreen to the yeah. Vietnam War, right? So the Vietnam War is going on, everyone's all pissed off about that, and then oh shit, our president, our young president, just gets shot on American mm-hmm. soil, and then the, everyone's attention gets drawn to that. So like it, that's kind of what I'm thinking it was. Is he like one of the most liked presidents of all time? Um, I think of the time, yeah. Um, okay. a lot of people nowadays don't like him, um, because he really, I mean, he didn't do a whole lot, like, yeah. uh, domestically. But he was just easy to like, cause he was was he yeah, more he's, like a celebrity? He's, he was young, like he had really, you know, he had a really attractive wife. He had a really attractive family. Um, you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure he came from a rich family, so like, you know, people like that. People, it, it, it looks good, especially with like media popping up in, in the 60s and the 50s and 60s. People are like, oh, we get to see this guy. You know, they see him on TV and he's like, he's like, he's good to look at. It's it just, it's really cool. Um, you want to call it the zombies time. game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He made, he made it. Hey, you read a history book today. God damn. I, Vietnam War? What the hell is that, bro? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of his fucking job, so I'd hope he knows a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I just it in. I'll just mess with it. Good answer. I'll give you that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And you didn't even answer the conspiracy part I asked, but I, right. You gave me a new one. Respect. All right, Andy. So 
we uh, just talked about the Browns, so but we want to get like your favorite uh, sport, favorite, you know, all that. So, um, who's your team? You you a Browns guy because you're from Ohio like us? The Bengals or who are you? Yeah, so I was raised raised a Browns fan my my family, but like a lot of Browns fans, you get tired of them losing when you're young. So mm-hmm. in about in about 05, I'm sitting there watching football and 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 this you know the Eagle, Philadelphia Eagles are playing and they're really good. And so at the time, I'm jumping on the bandwagon because they're really good. And they got Donovan McNabb and and, and Westbrook, um, and so they're they're really good. And they make it to the Super Bowl and then they play the Patriots in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady and all that, and it's, you know, it's this big hype. Uh, they end up losing them, but that was actually the game where uh, McNabb threw up on the center. Like he's he's getting under center, he throws up on the center. Oh, okay. I don't think I knew yeah. that. I don't think yeah. I knew. So, but I, I like the color of the jerseys because it was different. Uh, the midnight the midnight green and and it was just really neat. So and then obviously they were good. So then I jumped on the bandwagon. Then it's funny when they went to the Super Bowl, play the Patriots in seventeen. Everyone's like, "You're a bandwagon fan. You don't like you don't like the Eagles." <laughs> well, I've been a fan since '05. So shut up. Hey. You've been it for your whole life, so it's respectable, you know. Yeah, so like when we when we all went to Cleveland for the for the Browns, like I, you know, if I if I'm an AFC team, got the Browns, hundred percent. Yeah. But like if I'm talking like my team, it's it's the Eagles. All right, bro. So Jalen Hurts has the season of his fucking life this year. Okay, they make it to the Super Bowl. Deshaun Watson comes back, gets us to the Super Bowl. Who are you rooting for in that game, oh, bro? Eagles for sure. Eagles for Eagles, sure. Okay. I, I'm diehard Eagles fan then. I, I was never a Browns fan. I just had to know. Yeah, I mean, that <laughs> never makes sense. <laughs> but being around everyone pumped for the Browns and that they've always sucked, like, that would get you. That would get you. I think I'd, ha- I think I'd have to go to Philly bit. that week. <laughs> I'd, have to, I'd have to become, like, like, one with my inner Philly fan and not even step foot in Ohio. I probably <laughs> – you probably would, cause you know we would all be around you. Oh yeah, crazy. <laughs> well, it was like it was like uh, two years ago. The Eagles actually played the Browns in Philly. I think we were all watching it at your guys' apartment, mm-hmm. and the Eagles sucked. <laughs> and uh, Chubb just uh, he was just running like oh, a, a stiff arm. He was just, stiff yeah, arm late in the, the game, you run the clock out. Eagles jersey on stiff arms are. Uh, I think I'm it was. Pretty- Singleton or something, our linebacker. Yeah, wasn't wasn't that like his first ever NFL game too? That guy. Yeah, it was something, like it, something whole, crazy like that. And he just got his. He just got, he just turf. got like he just got freaking like absolutely like like horizontal. Like it was it was embarrassing for as a fan. I just sat there and I was like, can we just shut the game off? Like it, I don't need to watch <laughs> it anymore. Uh, th- those those mo- moments are the worst when it's like. I don't even really want to watch this anymore, but like oh, you were so ready to watch that fo- football game for the week, you know? Yeah. Especially because yeah. I never get the seat. Like the Eagles are never on. You know what I mean? It's always yeah. Browns, Browns uh, uh, Pittsburgh, or uh, or Detroit. Yeah, for yeah. sure. All right, so Eagle fan Andy. Um, another. I got one more uh, football question. So we went over that you're a teacher, history teacher. Uh, what grade do you teach? uh 10th grade 10th grade okay so a sophomore history teacher and you coach uh you coach something don't you yeah yeah i coach football um i probably coach can't football? coach anything else because all i did was coach football i play football so um mm-hmm. no i love it uh i've coached football i'm going into my 
fourth year coaching. Fourth um, year. Oh, where are you at? Uh, Lancaster High School in Columbus, Ohio. That's that's near Columbus, right? Yeah, yeah, near Columbus. Yep. All right. So, uh, what are you coaching? Uh, so last time, this is my second year there. Um, last year I coached running backs and uh, defensive line, and then they permanently moved me to defensive line. Um, we're changing up our defense this year, so it's pretty exciting to be a part of something kind of to there you go to change something completely and do something new. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, no, that makes sense for sure. That's exciting though. Yeah. You guys got a lot of uh, players returning from last year's team? Not really. We're pretty young this year. We're, uh, um, I always, uh, I, I always think back, it's funny. So Eric kind of, and you, you were there, Ryan, so you'll, you'll get it. But when, when we were in high school, uh, going into the 2013 season, um, we got a new head coach, new system, uh, this whole thing. Uh, we had two returning varsity letters, letter winners. Like total, or three, sorry, it was three, right, three, total, three total. And uh, so we had to start a lot of sophomores and um, it reminds me of that. I mean, that year. And just so everyone knows, we went 0 and 10 that year. So <laughs> yeah, one one time we got to get Stone and Stone and Jack on here. And we got to talk about Keegan maybe yeah. too. And we got to talk about 0 and 10 and the fucking stories we have. Oh man. That season getting a field goal kick will, on you on third I'll down. I won't say a word in that. I'll just, I'll just listen to you guys. I, I would it's, love that a lot. It's embarrassing, but it, I mean, I, I can, it's, it's kind of cool because it's like from a coaching perspective, right? You know, I was a, I was a player and like, I believed in all this stuff until we got, actually got to the games and uh, we're outmatched. But like, as a coach, you kind of get to see it from a different perspective. And it's really cool. Cause like, to me, it's like, there's gonna be a lot of coaching this year, right? Because I mean, when you have a team that's just like better than everyone you're playing, when you win games, there's not much like you miss. You don't coach a whole lot because you mm-hmm. win, you win, you move on, yeah, right? Sense. When you lose, you do all the coaching because you just tell them what they did wrong and you fix it for the next time. Well, <laughs> I have a feeling that's what's gonna be this year. So it's it's, it's exciting as as a as a coach. Yeah, I mean, especially with how young they are, they they got a lot of learning to do, you know. Yeah, so absolutely, I, it's kind of stepping stone to hopefully they grow and um some develop to be pretty good damn football players for you and then they'll be juniors next year that'll be nice yeah we got a couple that should be good andrew cool. andrew real quick too i just want to get your answer out there um what's your favorite thing about coaching football what's your favorite thing about it like what what's the most rewarding aspect of it for you personally so Coaching is a lot like teaching, but coaching is cool because like, so you, you're basically, you know, when you're playing, like, you know, if someone tells you to do something, you go out and do it. Right. And then when you do it successfully, you're excited. Well, now I'm telling someone to do a certain thing to execute a bigger plan. Right. So if I'm telling one kid, Hey, do this action that is going to help us execute this play. Right. And when the play gets executed because he did his job, it's like it's so hard to explain because if you have you have not you've literally not really done anything physically, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's so much easier for you to just go and do it, but I physically can't do it. I can't not allow on the field, right? So it's just really really cool when like when the kid like when the kid's light bulb goes off because like when you explain okay. something to them, it's like a different language. Coaching, right. teaching doesn't matter. That's probably very rewarding to you when you yeah. start to understand it. Right. Like, yeah. Like at first, like, coaching. at first you tell them, Hey, t- you know, step with your left foot. And then they step with the right. And you're like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
Like I, I told you, step with your left. Well, then you, you finally work your way to a point where you're saying, hey, step with your left, then your right, then your left, then your right, and then you, you get to where where I want you to go to. Mm-hmm. And then once they get there, that's what's rewarding because you just put in all this work with them to get to that point of success. And it's just yeah, it's just it's really it's really rewarding. So it's, it's really like rewarding. the process of everything coming together. Yeah, I mean, the end it, result. Okay. It's like it's like anything else. I mean, it's like it's yeah. like working out. Right. I mean, except like, except you can't do like you can't physically do the work to make your gains. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're trying to trying to bench press 225, but you can't do it, you can't do the work. So when you're you're telling someone else to do the work. It's kind of hard to explain, but if no, that's I, no, we got you. Yeah, I totally yeah. follow what you it's, mean. It's 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 quite it's quite a unique experience. And I tell anyone if you like sports, get involved somehow, like with your kids one day or. Or just like volunteer somewhere, whatever you know, doing whatever. I I think it's 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 the one of the most rewarding things ever. Yeah, that's awesome, Andrew. I mean, you love coaching so damn much. You coach your uh, nephew's flag football or yeah, yeah. cousin, your little cousin's flag yeah, football. Yeah, that going? Well, it's it's, it's over now, so I think we went we went two 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 and one, I think. Okay. Um, week one we we tied seven seven. I was pissed. <laughs> um, and it's actually funny. I did the, I kind of like went through all, cause I wrote down all the scores every week and I, we actually, we actually outscored our opponents, but we lost two games. Oh, and I was I, like, what doesn't even happen? But it's like it, one of the games, one of the games, the team blew us out because they were just so much better. But um, it was really cool. The last game, I actually got every kid a touch. And I think three kids scored, which was really, really cool. So that was, it, it was really neat. It was really, it was a really cool experience because like, my whole goal was like, I don't care about wins and losses. I just want these kids to come out and play again. And yeah. so, yeah, of course. And, like, and all these kids like came up to me afterward, like, you know, like, cause I had a kid who like literally didn't want to touch football. Like I'd say, Hey, like you're going to get the ball here. And he said, no, I don't, I don't want it. I don't That's want scary. it. I don't want it. <laughs> like he scored. So it was like really, really cool that he got the score. Cause I think that was enough to like say, okay, I want to play again. Yeah, and that all that also probably made his whole damn year too. Heck you, yeah. You, you know that those feelings when you're that little scoring a bat 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 yeah, basket and when you're like right. sixth grade or for you in guys, I mean football's a little different for everyone because not everyone's getting touches and gets to walk in the end zone. But right. you still get those feelings when your team scores and you're in the play and everything. So yeah, no, or absolutely. even on defense too. Make a guy fumble. That's probably you probably feel like such a hard ass if you tackle hit someone so hard that they fumble. Yeah, no, and it's and it's 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 just really cool when like the kids get excited. I mean, it, it makes me excited. Like, cause I've already done it, right? I've already played. Like, not yeah. excited in the play, but like I'm excited for them to be excited. Exactly, cause you know how it feels. It's right like feeling ever. <laughs> like, I honestly think it it feels. I don't. I think it feels better. I think it feels better. Like nothing's better than like you know. Like you know, just laying like having a knockout hit on someone, right? Like when you play football, but like, like that feels awesome. Or like putting, you know, getting a pancake. You know, we, Eric and I both played offensive line. Getting a pancake felt amazing. But yeah. like watching the kid that you coach get a pancake, you're just like, like, you know, you know how he feels. So like, you feel that, and then so happy for him. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a great way to look at things too. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Uh, what what else is up, boys? Uh, what is it? Wednesday? We're recording this on Wednesday yeah, night. Wednesday. Uh, first game of the Stanley Cup was tonight, right? Oh, was it? 
Yeah, I think uh, Tampa Bay. Hasn't Tampa Bay won two in a row? I think they won last year, yeah. I think they won the year well, before that, too. They they won when Tam- they, I think they won when Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl as well. So I think they've won two oh, years. Oh, yeah, you might be right. None, none of us are hockey guys for the people listening, so yeah. we're wrong. It's fine. We're just going to it's, it's Tampa Bay and Colorado, and Colorado won tonight. It was the first game, 4-3. Gotcha. Oh, okay. But besides oh. that, not much sports besides the finals, really, man. Finals. I, don't, I don't know if you guys have been following, but I don't know if it was a replay or – I know the end of last week you guys talked a lot of basketball. Like, I like basketball, especially, like, in the playoff and the finals. But, like, the uh, USFL – Yes, have you been following that at all? A very, very tiny bit. But I've only been really keeping up with the players because I know there's this, isn't it? There's a receiver going crazy in that league right now, like leads in all the stats. Maybe I've I've paid that much attention. I've I've been watching games when they're on, and it's quite it it's. I think it's going to take off because I mean I think they have the funding. Um, you know, there's a little bit less rules, and it's kind of cool because it's kind of like the people's football. It's like the people's NFL it's because arena like, football, but not arena football. And kind, yeah, kind of because they have like they mic people up, but you get to hear the play call. Like yeah, you know, they'd be they'll be like X X delay, uh, two Y banana, and that's like I had no idea what that means, but it's just cool to hear, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. and then yeah, I saw today it was I think it was a replay, but I saw today they had a flag on the field, or no, it was a, it was a personal foul. And they were reviewing it because you re- you reveal everything and and you do actually got to we like as the audience we got to be in the room where with the refs like oh that's sweet talking about it and like oh hey he made he made contact with the shoulder and then in the neck I think I don't think we have enough to overturn this and it was just kind of neat how oh, like that's you really could, cool I didn't know they did that yeah I, I mean this it slowed really down the game so yeah. I think the NFL will never do it but. Um, it was just kind of neat to see the differences. So I didn't know yeah. what your take on that was. Um, I think what what I think is going to be maybe a little bit better, hopefully, is the XFL comes back next year. And they have The Rock as a new ownership. And then they ha- are partners with the NFL now, which will be huge. Because now that means that the NFL officially has like a guinea pig league. You know what I mean? So say they want to try, uh, I don't know, say they want to try no kickoffs. They'll make the USFL do it for a year or two, then they can transition that into the actual NFL game. So yeah. I don't know. I, USFL is done is doing better than I thought it would right now. Like seriously, it's way more popular than I thought it was going to be. But I'm just curious to see when the XFL comes in, if that's going to be the new uh, amateur league. I guess you could semi pro league, whatever you want to call it, just because of that partnership with the NFL and they're going to be promoted by the NFL. Right. So I'm I'm interested to see that. And plus, I think The Rock is perfect for it because he he has all the WWE experience. I mean. When the XFL thrived, it's because it was partnership with the WWE, yeah. and it was just a man's league. I mean, craziness. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't USFL. It gives it's nice because it's a little something to watch, like especially right. in a week or two. Because I don't are they in their playoffs yet, Andy? Do you know? They, so the game I watched again, I don't know when it was when it was when they played it, but they they were advertising their semifinal. So I think okay. I think it's this weekend. They're doing. It's the New Jersey team, the Philadelphia team, you know, go Philly, um, and then Birmingham and I think Atlanta. So the two, because they do north and south. So it's the north, like the north south playing, and then they and then they play each other the following week, I guess. And like, okay. and they actually, it's cool. They go to Canton, I think, for all three games. Oh, that's oh cool. really? 
I think. I think they're going to play. So the North game will play like in the morning, and then the South game will play in the evening. There's like a Tim McGraw's playing like in between the two, which is kind of neat. And uh, then I, I think they, for the final, then they go back to they go back to Canton and play, which I think that's pretty dope. It's like it's like the professional football hall of fame, not just like. You, you think tickets are that expensive? I was about to say, Andy, are you free that weekend? I don't know. Well, I, don't know. I think I, I would go. I mean, if, that, that'd if, be sweet to go. They can't be too bad. I've never been to Hall of Fame either, so I think that'd be cool. There you go. Knock out two birds, one stone. Right. One sec. Klein, I'm looking at tickets right now. Yeah. Trace Adkins is performing. Or no, that's that's for the playoff game. That's not for the championship. So, well, either one. I'd go to either one. Yeah. Uh, tickets for the championship are $15. 15 Oh, wait. No, no. That's the playoff. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Championship. Here you go. 20 bucks. Fucking do both? Like, <laughs> I, I, won't be, I won't be here next weekend, so I won't be able to go next weekend. Yeah, we can, we can do the championship game. That'd be sweet. Yeah, I'm down. Can't can't be a bad drive either from Columbus. No. Yeah, let's Columbus do it. Boys. See bus boys. That's right. Uh, so you want to play some kind of game, Eric? Is that what you were talking about at the beginning? Yeah. So I'm gonna call this game this or that. So this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you guys a player, a little controversial, not off the field, just on the field. You know, like player that's heavily talked about heavy criticized because they have injuries or whatever so i'm gonna give you that's gonna be the this player and then that player is gonna be the player i compare him to and you guys are pretty much gonna tell me which player you guys would take like are which one you giving think's ever, better. given injuries given they're off the field on the field yeah like, so 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 what i did so i got two rounds we're gonna play and that's it just to keep it short and sweet for tonight um the first player we're gonna do is saquon barkley okay so I'm going to give you Saquon. I'm going to give you his, his average stats throughout the years he's played in the NFL. Um, I didn't include 2020 where I only played two games okay. just because his stats were kind of irrelevant. So I just kept those out of there. Um, so I'm going to give you Saquon. What I'm going to give you his average numbers and what that would have ranked in the NFL last season. And then I'm going to go through a list of guys that I think that are in that range. I want to see what you guys think. And then if you guys disagree on one, we'll go over it. And then we can just go from there, okay? So the yeah. f- first round is going to be Saquon. All right, so Saquon's average rush yards per season is 967, so just under 1,000, which would have ranked ninth in the NFL last year. His average receiving yards are 474, which is actually pretty good. That would have ranked third in the NFL last season. That's receiving yards for a running back. And then he only averages six rushing touchdowns and two receiving touchdowns a year, though. So 80 years and bad, but when you put rushing touchdowns, that's would have been 22nd in the league last year with six. Mm-hmm. So that's Saquon, just his averages. Like I said, I took out the year he was hurt just to make it more comparable. Cause if you add in those two years, it's kind of a wash. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, would, it just wouldn't, I don't think it's as fair. All right. So the first guy that I want to go that I think might be the closest is DeAndre Swift. I'm not going to give any stats on these guys. I just want you guys to go off, shoot off the top of your head and pick one. There's no wrong answer. And if you guys disagree, you can either talk about it or move on. If one of you feels strongly and, about the other guy. And you want to go first or me? Yeah. Um, do I just have to pick one, like just and no explanation? Yeah, and then if Ryan, if Ryan disagrees with you, we can do an explanation. If you guys okay. want to argue, right. move right. on. It doesn't matter. All right, I'll take Swift to you. Swift? 
I'm taking Saquon. Okay. I like that. I'd give the upside to Saquon, but I think, like I said, I think this, these are two of the most similar ones, I think, right here. Okay. I, to be fair, I do think DeAndre Swift is a beast. I, yeah. I, I really like DeAndre Swift. So, that is close. I, I agree with that, Eric. That's very close. Mm-hmm. All right, and then the next guy, Kareem Hunt. I think he's I think he's a starter in the league. But anyway, sorry, I I didn't mean to do that. So I'll, no, you're fine. You can you can you can explain yourself. We don't mind. I think, there, I think um, I think I think if you have number Kareem. one snaps, I think I take Kareem. Yeah. I'm not trying to be biased because he's on the Browns, but like he's damn good, man. In Kansas City. I mean, think about what he did in Kansas City. Think about Kareem Hunt getting number one snaps anywhere in the NFL. Like, yeah, he was a top three back in Kansas City. I'm, I'll, yeah. I'll dude is, dude is like he, he's a starter anywhere else, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. unless, unless, you're, unless you're like obviously like in in Nashville, then he's not. But like, yeah, I just I think anywhere else I mean, he, he's a starter, and I think anywhere, yeah. him splitting carries has prolonged his career. Yeah. Well, probably not in Denver with Melvin Gordon, but any, anywhere besides. Cleveland, Nashville, all the other, all the other teams you could have brought up, and we chose Melvin Gordon, not not Christian. Yeah, I was kind of confused too. You don't I, love Melvin Gordon. I mean, I think he's probably starting over Melvin Gordon too. Like, oh. like no, dis- no disrespect, but like, I, I, I think he probably is. I think Melvin's probably going to get probably to get the bulk of the carries, but I, I would taste. Uh, go on, I'm sorry. Okay. Well, right, I was next just kind of joking. I just always, I, I just always tell. Oh, he's always, he's always Melvin loved Melvin Gordon. Gordon. <laughs> That's why Melvin Gordon's not on this list. Haters. Um, next guy is Josh Jacobs. I'll go, I'll go first. Um, you hate Josh well, Jacobs. I know no, you I do. Love, I love Josh Jacobs. Oh wait, who am I confusing him with? Who you having? Huh? Or who do I hate? Never mind. There might have been uh, some. Anyway. One, one of you guys had him in fantasy last year and was always, always complaining. Oh, about. I was pissed about him last year in fantasy. I okay, guess. okay. Uh, yeah, right, I, I had continue. Too. Continue. But, Go ahead, uh, Josh Jacobs or Saquon Barkley. So before before uh, last season, I probably would have said Josh Jacobs. I didn't – so, like, when I drafted him, it was low in the fantasy draft, and they, they were, like, projecting him, like, barely any carry – like, not barely any, but not, like, running back one carries. I'm just like – is there something going on that I don't know about? I, I thought J- Josh Jacobs was pretty damn good, but now I'm I'm taking Saquon over Jacobs. Andrew, this this is a, this is like a tough a tough like uh, a good, tough game, but I think I think for argument purposes I'm I'm gonna pick Saquon because I wanna I wanna see kind of what the other side things like I think like if you got if you have a healthy Saquon I think like because dude like I remember when his first year dude like had so much power behind his cuts like he like he would like start and like he'd be pressing the front side a gap and put his foot in the ground and end up in like the backside C and just and then he completely reverse field then yeah he's 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 extremely explosive and then he's also like, like you said, he's he's like dangerous out of the backfield too, like yeah. catching the football. So like, I think in today's football, it's worth more for a running back to be dangerous through the air at than both. all at both. 
Yeah. So I think in that in this case, I'd pick Saquon. I'd be pick Saquon for that. Okay. All right. And Andy, right, that's so, so. That, that's also a great point because that's why we know Kareem Hunt is a number one because he is such a good pass catcher yeah. out the backfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a very good point. All right, now I got two more guys to round out this Saquon conversation. Austin Eckler is the next one. I'm taking Eckler. I think I'm gonna take Eckler too. Maybe recent, okay. recency bias, but like definitely. He's, he's oh, he had a good year. Man. He had a really had good, year. A good year. Yeah, but even with the years he's like, what is this, his first? This is his second year, right? No, Eckler's been there. Yeah, because Eckler was there when. I think it wasn't Eckler's show up when Melvin Gordon was still there. Melvin Gordon was there, but he was only there. They were only there together for uh, a year. So I don't know. It's got to only be a second or third year, I think. Doesn't matter. (laughs) I I think. Did you you pick Eckler? I picked Eckler, yeah. I think for consistency purposes, I'm going to pick Eckler. But, yeah. Okay, that's fine. So, so far, you guys have only disagreed on one of them, and that was DeAndre Swift. All right, now the last guy we have on this list is David Montgomery. Saquon. I'm, Saquon. I'm, okay, I'm, a cool. Mont- I'm a Montgomery hater. I don't, I don't like him at all. I, I think he's all right. See. I think he's just – I think he's just – he's, like, okay at everything. He is, but I just – something about him. I don't like picking him ever for fantasy. Got a I lot just, of carries. Got a lot of carries. He does. Yeah. But that, that's not, like, a testament if he's good or bad. I'm just saying he gets a lot of carries. His stat should did, be better. We did disagree on – didn't we disagree on um, Josh Jacobs and Saquon? I said, no. I said Saquon over Jacobs. I was just okay. explaining Yeah. if it was before – if it was a year ago today before this last season. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right, so so just, just to recap, we have Andy voted for DeAndre – I'm sorry, Andrew. Andy's his nickname, if you guys couldn't catch on. Um, DeAndre Swift, Andrew took DeAndre. Ryan took Saquon. Kareem Hunt, both agreed that you take Kareem Hunt over Saquon. Josh Jacobs, both agreed Saquon over. Austin Eckler, both agreed Eckler over. And then David Montgomery, both agreed Saquon over. Hey, now you, the know, sec- go ahead. You, you know when you log into uh, the fantasy football draft though, at the beginning of the year, Saquon will be top three like every year. Yep. <laughs> and you should you should pass him just like every other year. <laughs> if you have number one, you go find Derrick Henry. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, no doubt. All right, so this second round should be – I think it's going to be a little bit more fun for us. We're going to do Michael Thomas, okay? So we're not going to count the last two years just because he's played four games. And he didn't play a game last season, as we all know. So, but if you average out his years, this last season he would have had just under 1,400 yards, which would have been fourth in the NFL. 117 receptions is his average, and that would be third in the NFL. That's insane. And then he would have his average is about eight touchdowns a year, which would have tied for 13th in the NFL. Okay, so we're gonna go just over this list, and so first one. Probably isn't going to be that tough, but Stephon Diggs. Michael Thomas, Stephon Diggs. Michael Thomas. I'm taking Michael Thomas, too. Wow, that's, that one surprised me. Okay. Based, off numbers, based off numbers. Based off numbers, I know Stephon Diggs doesn't have those numbers. 
Michael Thomas the year before last was just an animal. Insane. Like, that's one the best receiver in the NFL. Yeah, that's why I, I think it's a, that's why I think it's a fun conversation is because people forget, oh, you know what I mean? Devon has he he runs really crisp routes and he's fast, but I don't think he I don't think he is as dangerous to the football as Michael Thomas is. Yeah, he's definitely a better deep threat. Um I'll be honest, I probably would have gave Diggs the vote here. That's why I thought you guys would both go Diggs, honestly. So, but anyway, it makes it more fun. Screw it. Uh, DJ Moore is next on my list. Go ahead. I'm going Mike Thomas. I want. I want. I want to argue. Like I want. I want to have a conversation. But I, I'm gonna go Michael Thomas too. Okay. And all right. I'm giving him just from that. Uh, what year was that? Was that 2020 or 2019? Yeah, 2019, right? 2019 or 2018, I think. I can look it up real quick. Give me one sec. Dude, he was insane with how many receptions he had. Because he still Drew Brees, obviously, at Drew Brees. But he has so many receptions. He had like 1,600 yards. I, I didn't even Okay, so it was 2019. Sorry to interrupt you, right, guy. No, no. 2019. So what did – I think Cooper Cup had 148 receptions last year. Michael Thomas had 149 1,725 yards and nine touchdowns. Insane. Like, he just – he went crazy. Ain't no one putting and, up those numbers this year. I mean, yeah. you can never know. But <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, Brian, you bring up a good point. Like, he had Drew Brees as quarterback. But, like, the way I'm taking this is, like, if you had to pick one receiver, oh, right? 100%. I'm going my top. And then just – and then put a – like, any quarterback – any of the 32 and just insert X quarterback. Yep. Yeah. And I, I, that's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah. Okay. Next guy I have on the list is Mike Williams. Mike Thomas. Sticking to the Buckeye. Uh, I, think, I think I'm going to go Mike Thomas too. Okay. That's fair. I, like I am a big one. Mike Williams fan though, but. If I, okay, I am too. That's why it was hard for me because like I like him. I just kind of like the Chargers, man. I don't know what it. I just like the Chargers. Hey, like they're talked about, but like I, th- I mean, I think again they're gonna be dangerous again this year. Yeah, I bet Ryan a hundred bucks the Chiefs will win the division, and uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's gonna be the Chargers. All right, next guy we have on that list is C.D. Lamb. Very good one, but I'm taking. Keep in, keep in mind, CD hasn't been a receiver one yet, though, too. You know what I mean? Because Amari just left. I'm a big CD fan, but I saw Mike Thomas be a one. Yeah. I mean, I know. I, I think so too. I just, again, I want, I want, like, I want to disagree, but I just. The end, think, hey, the end of the list is better than the beginning, I think. Okay. So we'll get some conversation there. Uh, T Higgins. I'm going to take Michael Thomas. Mike Thomas, yep. I got you. Mike Thomas. All right, I'm skipping this one. Debo Samuel. Uh, I'm I'm taking Debo. I don't know. That's recency recency bias, too. But Debo just had to hear Michael Thomas. Crazy last year, too. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm going to take Mike Thomas there because, like, we're talking receivers. Debo is just like, like, if you just said, if you said pick one player, that wasn't a quarterback to start your team, I might say him because he can do it all, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I think if we're talking receivers, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Mike Thomas. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. 
I didn't think about that. Debo does carry the ball a lot. And, you know, just all kinds of trickery stuff he's in. Right. Too. He's a great he's a great receiver too. But No, know. yeah, he definitely is. But I just I think route running, you know, deep threat. Um what do you think when you think receiver? Yeah. Go with Mike Thomas. Yeah. DK Metcalf is next. DK. You said AJ Brown earlier, or you said DJ Moore. DJ Moore, yeah, that was okay. earlier. DK. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, I want to argue too, but I'm taking DK. <laughs> I'm like I think that, that one's that one's tight, but I just know how physical. I was about to say DK DK's upside is insane and yes. insane. Just because yeah. he's a physical freak, I, I think he's incomparable to other guys in the league. Like he's how like fast a creative he player. is. How how big is he? How like. Six Dude, four probably two. He's probably 30. six four probably two. Two. I, I mean, he's he's definitely. I think he's over two twenty. Yeah, oh, I was, I was oh, gonna say two thirty around there. Maybe two thirty. I mean, he is he is a tank. He's yeah. legit bigger than some tight ends. Like Ed that's what I was about to say. Like, he could play tight end probably. He could play. He's defensive end size. Like he's he's the he's the Derrick Henry of receivers. Uh huh. I mean, you yeah, guys all that's that a good comparison. Field wise, yes. You guys see that clip of the? I think he was coming across the middle and they threw the ball and I think he, he like I think he dropped it. He kept Something running. Like a safety tr- tried to truck him. Yeah. Tried to truck him. He he just kind of stood there and like it was like a fly on him. It was awesome. Actually, so uh, the other day at work, I, I listened to all kinds of podcasts at work and I was listening to Club Shay Shay at Shannon Sharp's. Uh, podcast and he was interviewing DK and um, they were asking him about how he lost Russell Wilson, how he lost Bobby Wagner, and uh, Shannon Sharp goes, "What, what are you gonna do when you uh, get to play the Rams twice a year and go against Bobby Wagner?" And he goes, first time I catch it and I'm going up the middle, I'm finding him and trying to truck his ass." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> he said, Every, right. "Everyone always says Bobby hit hard, Bobby hit hard. Don't do that." And he goes, "Well, I want to see what it's about." Oh my God. <laughs> he is he is six three two twenty eight. He ran a four three three and had twenty seven bench reps. That, that's not that's not even like science. Like how, how is no. that possible? No, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't literally. Make sense. He's he to to my like to our living because you guys know I pay attention to the combine. He's still the best combine I think I've seen in my life. Like that I remember. Like DK's was the best. Oh, I believe it. Still, well, he like, for pound for pound, like he's got to be like, like I would assume he's probably one of the strongest pound for pound, like in in the NFL. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Next on the list, I have Amari Cooper. Mike Thomas, big Amari fan. I mean, especially since he's on the Browns now. But I was a fan of him Mike before. Cooper. You think Coop? Okay. 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 Right, Cooper. Um, and I've been talking. I've been talking Mike up because of his route running, and I think I think Amari Cooper is he he may run the crisp the most crisp routes in the NFL right now, and then not only that, he's fast. And yeah. uh, and like no hate to Michael Thomas, but Amari Cooper's physical as fuck, man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. People bounce off like because you guys see the way he's built. He's built like a running back that's six mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, don't get Mike Thomas is a big guy, but Mike Thomas is a lot more of a possession guy versus like yes. Amari Cooper can kind of bump into people and you know he's just more physical. I think. Right. No, I yeah, I think I'm gonna take Amari Cooper in that. 
And then the last one on my list, put this one on here just for you, Andy, A.J. Brown. Oh, there's A.J. Brown. I'm surprised you guys didn't bring that up when we were talking Eagles ball. Like I – I had I had I had a bunch of I had a bunch of additions to the to the to the Eagles and I was thinking well, we, we could jump into that after we're done here There's yeah no I, we got I, anyway. I think you know I I'm hot on him baby we got all night I'm hot on him I mean I I I like him a lot um I didn't see enough from from Devonte to to really convince me that like he is going to be a threat. Because I think what's going to end up happening is AJ is going to be kind of like you know the smokescreen, and and then Devonte is really going to be able to shine this year because he really wasn't able to last year. Mm-hmm. Um, like he made some good catches, you know, but he wasn't like the dominant receiver that we wanted him to be, especially um, as a rookie. Especially right, as a rookie. right. And I mean, he got kind of banged up a little bit, but he kept playing, and I mean, I, I respect that. But I, I think. I would still take Michael Thomas. Okay. Yeah. And AJ Brown's still way young too. Like he's. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's the same age as DK. And those I are the two him. youngest on this list. I'm pretty sure. I think he he has potential to have a really really good year. Yeah. It's really gonna be up to Hurts. It's gonna be up to Hurts, man. I mean. Yes. Um. I mean, they gave him the tools. It's kind of like, kind of like the Browns. I mean, they gave they gave Baker like the keys and said, hey. Let's do this thing. And then, you know, 2020, he did it. Well, 2021, he didn't quite do it because he got hurt. We had a couple other guys hurt. COVID kind of screwed us. Um, but, um, no, I think it's kind of the same situation as the Browns, you know, last two years. Is You know, they gave Hurts the keys. They said, all right, your turn. Mm-hmm. So, I will say I picked DK over Mike Thomas. So, I can only pick uh, – AJ Brown over Mike Thomas because I put them in the same tier. Yeah, and I know DK's I still think awesome. DK has the edge, just Do ya? a little bit. No, like I, I would no, take, I would take him over. I wonder what I would the take number. DK over AJ Brown. I wonder what because I think they did come in the draft the same year. I think AJ Brown was picked first, and uh, I go back. I think it was twenty eighteen. I'd like to see their number comparisons because that Je- sure it was uh, Justin Jefferson's year, right? Those three. Yes. Let me let me pull up my app. Let me pull up my yeah. website. And we can compare them real quick, all right? Because yeah, if that was the same year as like Justin Jefferson, it was the same year as Jalen Rager, and that was probably the worst pick the Eagles have had. That's, wasn't that wasn't that the year later, or was because Rager and Justin Jefferson? I don't think were the same year, were they? Well, I thought I'm almost positive the Eagles passed up DK and Justin Jefferson in the same. In the same draft for Jalen Rager. Maybe I'm wrong, but I know I'm, I have a I have a the sour taste in my mouth for that motherfucker. All right, so you guys ready for the stats? Just side by side. DK has more receptions, yards, and touchdowns. AJ Brown averages more yards per reception, but has less yards touchdowns. Yeah, and here's another thing. You got to also remember the offense he's a part of, too. Yeah. Yeah, with Derek fucking Henry. Like, obviously, you're told us DK got Russell, played with Russell one Wilson. One has had Russell Wilson. One mm-hmm. has Tannehill with uh, give Derek Henry the ball 75% of the time offense. Yeah. But, but like, yeah. I, I just have always thought of them as, like, the same tier. No, I, I agree. Yeah. I think they're both, they're both physical receivers. Um, They're both big. And I think they, you know, they're both gonna, they're both, they both have the ability to be the deep threat as well. Yeah. Um, it's not that they're slow. Shea Patterson, bro, 
he had them at Ole Miss, and you ain't do nothing. You had those two big boys going against college kids. Oh my! And he had like a, he had a t-shirt cannon for an arm. So <laughs> that's <Yeah>. bad too. <laughs> hey, first pick in the CFL or some shit. Yeah, he was that USFL. USFL. There you go. Shay Patterson. Uh, what else tonight, boys? Anything? Anything? Are we done with the game, Eric? Yeah, that was it. Last one. Yep, that was the last one. Um, like I said, I only put two on there because I wanted to make sure we had a good time with it. But Angie, next time you come on, they will do the same game again with uh, yeah, quarterbacks. We'll do a quarterbacks and maybe some edge rushers. That'd be cool. Yeah, That'd be a good time. Backs, yeah. Um, anything Perfect. else you want to say about the Eagles, Andy? Anything you want to touch on? Like, what? Give me your uh, prediction, because like, I think you guys won that division this year. I think Probably so too. I think. I mean, first of all, it's not very hard. Like the toilet, the toilet bowl of of the NFL, but just the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I so I, this is what I I think. I think probably. I think. I think. I hope eleven and six. That's what I hope for. Because I know we'll probably lose to the, the the Cowboys at least once. And we'll probably lose another conference game, right? Or division game. Division um, game. Just because of it's it, it is competitive, I think that the that that the division is. They're hard wins. They're bad. Yeah, teams. I mean, I think anyone yeah. that comes into the to the East, I think, has a tough game. But overall, those teams lose a lot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the past couple of years, um, I think eleven and six is what I'm hoping for, and I think is kind of what. Eagles fans are looking for because last year it was like a hard fought nine and eight. Um, And I think people, when they saw, you know, when we got to the playoffs and played the bucks, um, obviously they're disappointed as so was I um, just based off the way we played them. But I think it's because we, I think, I think it was a scheme, like a coaching scheme, kind of a, a thing. And we were honestly just outmatched. I mean, the bucks were the bucks. I mean, you're playing Tom Brady and you're playing that defense that's that's absolutely um, yeah yes absolutely so, so you think you think playoffs I mean, you'll be happy with playoffs then? is that what your expectation yeah is i think i think you, you win you win the nfc east you make the playoffs and i think i mean i think we got a shot i mean mm-hmm. if we make the playoffs i think you stick with with jalen because i think you and you and i have talked about before how next year might be a bigger quarterback class and they have the and they have the draft capital to move up if needed yes. to get a and guy. That, you know what I mean? And, and they're in a really good spot, I think, for the next two years because mm-hmm. of the draft capital to do that. And they were able to kind of build their team this year, give Jalen a chance, and if he doesn't produce, then maybe move on. It's if plug and play. Needed. It's plug and play. I mean, right. you so imagine I think, you put C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young behind that? I mean, the offensive line's good. Yeah, I mean, they're a little so old. The offensive line intact. I would have liked – I would have liked to maybe get one guy. Um, I think we, I think we, I think we, we uh, got someone free agency, but like, I almost would have liked to have picked one because um, there was a couple of good offensive linemen this year. But I think we got, we had, we had a couple of good pickups. We have obviously had AJ Brown, Zach Pascal from uh, um, the Colts, and he did pretty yeah. well for them. He was more, he was like a, he was a slot, you know, jet sweep type guy. Yeah. Um, he, was, he was, he was, I mean, I like him. Yeah, I like that. Pick. What's that? I think he was a decent red zone target this year too. I think he, I think he was too. Um, especially coming from the Colts. I mean, he was he played with Carson Wentz. Um, mm-hmm. and I think you know, 
if Carson was able to get, you know do the things that he did with him, I think that you know we could figure it out. And, and Philly, um, here's a question for you guys. I don't know a whole lot about this guy. The, is it Kaiser White, the linebacker from the Chargers that we we get we picked him up? In the yeah, grade? um, from because I kind of wanted the Browns to get him. Just the rundown that from what I saw, great in pass coverage, not elite, but really good, and then run run stopping is below average. Yeah. So he's kind of kind of like trying to compare him with someone that's played for the Eagles recently. Is he just like a backup linebacker? Is what is he a starter? He's gonna start probably. He'll Mike. start for us. That's what we're. I mean, our D line's still pretty good. I actually didn't realize this. Probably terrible of a of a Eagle fan, but uh, that we actually released Fletcher Cox. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I I was it? Him? No, it wasn't him. He, uh, what's his name signed to from the Bears? Akeem Hicks signed to Tampa. That's what it was. I was confusing those yeah. two. And then, but yeah. I mean, you guys did draft Jordan Davis, and yeah, no, that and that's it was literally back to back. I mean, Free. he was he was his he was his replacement, mm-hmm. and I knew that when we drafted him. I kind of thought maybe he'd stick around another year, um, maybe for the veteran minimum. But you know, he's then, getting old. Did you guys just sign Bradbury, the guy the Giants cut the corner? When I looked earlier, I didn't see him, but hey, look, um, it may not have been updated either. Yeah, James Bradbury did sign with the Eagles. Cool. Yeah, and he was he was the Giants' best corner the yeah. last couple of years. So yeah. I th- a little older, but fits him old. I mean, our 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 defensive backfield is I think pretty pretty good. Um, uh, I think we're I think we're solid there. Where it's my actually favorite, past, we haven't been. My favorite Darius Slight. Hey. He he was he did so. 2020, he didn't really do shit for us. I think it was first year he was with us. And then 2021, he balled. Like, mm-hmm. he balled. Because I remember yeah. after that 2020 season, I kept saying to you, you guys got Darius Slay. I wanted the Browns to get him, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, he's, I don't know. He doesn't seem that good. And then last year, I was keeping up with him, and he had a lot better of a season. So. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I think he had, like, two or three defensive touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, there you he's go. A freak. He's a freak. He's definitely – Probably top five, I'd say. Yeah, he's not top five. I, he's, I, I'd he's say he If he's not top five, he's six. Because I, I couldn't name five guys. Top better. one. Top one. You think he's the best? No, no, no. T- I, who? Like, like, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure we we're all on the same page there yeah, because yeah. Like, he, okay, he is he's he's incredible. You I think you were telling me Darius Slay was. You could, you could, you could say he's two, and I wouldn't argue. But I, I just won't keep. Oh, not over Jalen Ramsey. That dude's crazy. He's unreal. Like he, he's he's like the closest thing we're gonna see to uh oh, Revis? Yes. No. He's the closest thing we're gonna see to yeah. that. Like literally just shut down. I wish I I sometimes wish that like when you watch games in the NFL, they had a different view to see the whole field because you know they only they only really get the line of scrimmage. Mm. You never really get to see a, a split out receiver in a corner battle it out for most of the time when you're seeing the corners you're seeing the receiver catch the ball yeah because you don't yeah. see Jalen ramsey play often because not right. catch a ball on them <laughs> right so it's 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 it, you have to like almost like go and watch cut-ups to see it and it, it's pretty impressive so who who i know there was another elite corner around the same year as revis was it antonio cromarty yeah they were teammates he, and cromarty was pretty damn good too right yeah, that's. I actually listened to uh, Revis went on Pat McAfee show last week, 
And he says that he kind of feels like, not that he feels bad, but it's like, he said it was crazy because they could put him on one side and Camardi on the other, and literally both sides were. They would not have to switch. Yeah. He said, but but it was like they just based it off of me. You know what I mean? Like no one would say that he locked down that side. They say that I locked down that side, and everyone else would lock down the back end. And it's like uh, in reality, it was two shut down corners. Like right. He felt yeah. like he was getting all the credit. Yeah. Camardi's probably a lot more comparable to like I don't know because he's he's. I don't know if he's ever like a top five corner when he played, because he still had Charles Woodson and all those guys. Like, yeah. But I don't know. Those guys also didn't face like the receivers are truly just different now. Like, <laughs> that's what, yeah. Damn. I damn. mean, besides, I mean, don't get me wrong. You had Calvin Johnson. You had your freaks, but like, there's never been a Tyree kill before. I don't think. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, corners are matched up. You can't back off. Yeah, like corners are matched up on tight ends now. Like, that never happened, like, five years ago. You know, that was a linebacker's job. I mean, sometimes even an end, an edge rusher. But now they just roll a slot out there. It's like, all right, go cover Mark Andrews. Just like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> For sure. sure. All right, boys, you guys ready to wrap this up? Hey, it's been fun, man. Hey, Andy, uh, thanks for coming on, bro. I hope yeah, you come I back on again, you. soon. Yeah, yeah anytime. Let me know. Especially when uh, football season starts kicking off for multiple reasons. You can talk NFL and you can talk college football with us and we can keep up with your football season. Maybe every yeah. Saturday or so, maybe every Sunday night we can uh, hear how you guys did Friday and what the game plan is this week to get better. Yeah, absolutely. Love, love to have that. But, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on again, man. You enjoy summer and I hope to see you soon, brother. Yeah, we'll see you guys. Thanks for having me. Andy, I'll yes, see sir. you Friday. Ryan, yep. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yep. Um. So this is episode two of the What We Talking About podcast. You can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Music, Google, Google, or no, Amazon Music. Yeah. Pretty much anything where you get your podcast from, like they say, you know. Um. We'll be. This will be uploaded probably tomorrow morning, and then we got another one filming tomorrow night. And so we'll be hearing, uh, we'll be talking to you guys tomorrow too. All right, boys. All right, love you guys. All right, love you. See you. See you.